Just featuring me, myself, and Irene. And this, this is, is Seek Treatment, Treatment a, podcast a podcast about boys, boys sex, sex, fucking, dating, dating loving and loving and now, loving one another. Why I keep saying the phrase Miss Cookie? Well, let me tell you, it's because I'm fostering a little puppy right now. And her name happens to be Miss Cookie, and she's Miss Cookie Incorporated, and she's being that way every hour. And I got her yesterday, <laughs> and she's obviously cuckoo and a half. She loves to shit and piss all over the house. Ew. She's so precious. No, it's hell, of course, but she's so precianta. I know she's in my lap right now. So, because she she just had some, we went on a long walk this morning and then she had some kennel time, some crate time while I wrote my piece for our class. Oh, I have to like look over my thing. I wrote it, I like, speed wrote it yesterday and I have to like go back and look. Mine's more was, like whatever. I'm so grateful to you because I really like, this is the first thing I've written in like nine months. Oh, good. You know, me and Catherine are both taking this class, her Brooklyn Writers Collective. And I... Um, well, there was some drama. We got through our fight. We got through our fight. I like... I... What was I going to say about... Oh, it's so vulnerable. Like when you were front coming in, I was like, I hope you like it, whatever, whatever. I, lo- I mean, I love that stuff. It's like my heaven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I good, good. I felt bad because I was like, I didn't... I thought... For some reason, I was like, I didn't think people went to the thing last night so i didn't think i was going and then you texted me and i was like oh i guess i'll hop on yeah it was miss cookie's first night so it was a little bit wild with her typically it's just like like yesterday was a little different because it was like get to know but typically it's just like write and then prompt and then write and read and write and read but anyways you know i don't know i woke up in the i woke up in the worst mood i had a show last night but i was so tired at it and i got so depressive after it was the show the show was at the Elysian. I was oh, opening, opening for um, Naomi. Yeah, I, I saw her posting like this is officially a hacks talk back. Oh, I, I you po- and Hannah. Yes, or was that I, your, I, oh, I added that copy. I, I added that copy. Um, <laughs> I love your joke about the show. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna put that in the. In, I'm gonna put that in my hour. I um, it was fun. It was so fun chatting with Hannah. We have to have her on. Oh, we should definitely have her on. Um, yeah. first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who came to our LA show because I had the best time. Yeah, I had time, even though I wasn't like absolutely firing on all cylinders. But do you think you're funny now that you look back? Because you had one of no, the best, you had one of the best lines just... of the night, which was that that girl was giving um, <laughs> Manson, um, oh, Manson girl meets Drybar. Manson girl meets Drybar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That girl was heaven. She's one of us. The girl, and she taught. I literally am like going to my. I've added to my tool bag her famous psychological discovery that quote holding things makes you less stressed. <laughs> <laughs> when you're that holding was so counterintuitive to hear this 24 year old girl who i will openly take a bullet for tell she was it named rachel shout out to rachel shout out to rachel she's an she, old soul you guys are you'll, you'll hear in the episode she's an old soul absolutely trapped in a 24 year old's body can't get out of it <laughs> help and... a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> help an old soul get me out of here i um 
And she said that if you, that holding things, uh, <laughs> well, you know, so anyways, I woke up, I was in such a bad mood. I did my morning pages, thank God, thank God, thank God. And I was like, when I walk to Erewhon, get Love out of the house, Erewhon. get out of my head and um, get a smoothie. I, oh, also, I would just run down because I was at the wedding and I flew back. I Then I slept when my- When did you get back to LA? Sunday. I slept at my friends, then I Sunday love meeting Monday. your friend. I love oh, yeah. meeting your- He's absolute angel vibes. I wish we could talk I, more next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, hey, yes. Time. Girl, you come and, here. But so then, like, I hadn't slept in my bed since, like, I, and I slept at my friends on Thursday night, too. So I hadn't slept in my bed since maybe Wednesday night. Yeah. But, um, so then I walked to everyone and I got the remember smoothie and the thing that, and that had, uh, it came with these, um, packets of like the supplement that was in the, um, smoothie and on it, it said, helps, uh, support for worry stress and overwhelm so i could say like <laughs> well support for overwhelm i'm on support for overwhelm and then um <laughs> i actually want to share that about i would say eight months after seeing my psychic i've just purchased the supplement she recommended i wasn't ready but i just ordered them on amazon now what does that support for um one of them is just called calm so sounds good okay um one of them is like support for like cells it's like um make, it's like make more cells yeah make more cells and well, then one time one is, someone told me it's actually no no one time no. someone told me it's actually bad to make more cells because then it's a higher chance that when there's a new cell in the mix there's a that cells will be cancer well yeah like every cell might be cancer so like so if you're you, you, you want to you, you are well yeah the more if if if, you, if it's a raffle if if getting cancer is a raffle right. then having another cell it's another ticket you have you're putting in the raffle box someone getting cancer is a raffle it's literally getting, like it's yeah on the clock because the party will stop i had when i was younger a gambling addiction with raffles from when there was a raffle i would anything i, had, I was like take everything like i need i'll always remember being at like my cousin's school's fundraiser and they were raffling off like a thing of beanie babies and i was like i need to win i remember like buying so like scraping together everything i owned to enter this raffle and i, I bought so many raffle tickets that even like uh, the lady working it um because i had to leave before they called it and my aunt, the next time I saw my aunt, she was like, my friend who was selling raffle tickets really came over to me and said, I'm so sorry your nephew didn't, didn't win the beanies because I know he really wanted it. <laughs> when um, I was I'm young, so and this is the last thing I'll say in my life before we bring our guests in, is that when I was young, I, I'm not kidding, I would always win bingo. I would always win bingo. Oh, bingo's a classic <laughs> game that's like easy to win no, easy to win easy. but like no well it, it's equal for every it's equally easy for everyone to win which makes it hard to win okay let's bring our guest in before we really get basically at this point family on the pod um uh -huh. with your ears open, ears open for joel, for joel kim booster oh my god hello this is so exciting to be back i i know you've probably already covered this catherine but who is joining you <laughs> on your zoom screen right now thank you for asking this is miss cookie miss cookie <laughs> this is a little miss cookie i'm fostering her um because my oh dream, my god my dream in life is to have a dog but right now i do and thank you to my fans travel too much so i'm fostering while i'm in town that's amazing that's if incredible. i were to foster if i were and i think anyone who fosters dogs should continue to do so i think it's so important but i do think like if i were to foster a dog like for me like you know i can develop a rapport with dogs but i need yeah. to know that like we're in it for the long term like it's a work it's like like it is work i can't She's walk down naughty. the 
my friend can walk down the street and see someone else walking a dog and in that moment experience joy from seeing that person's dog and for me I need to like have multiple multiple interactions with the dog feel like the dog knows me and then feel like okay now we are having some kind of rapport do you know what I mean and if I was fostering the dog I'd be like well what's it what's it all for Ultimately, I'm sort of the opposite. I have really lovely sort of brief interactions with dogs on the street. But as soon as a dog is sort of in my space or in my world for long periods of time, I I really don't care if they live or die. Wow. Um, you know, and I, I think on... that's sort of how I am with men, too. Oh, mm. but you're famously in an LTR. I am in an LTR right now. Um, How long has it been? I I meant to ask you. It's almost two years (gasps) now. Can you believe that's so long? You're so in love, aren't you? I am very, I am deeply in love. I am deeply in love. But like, I feel like he's more of a cat. I mean, he is, his personality is (laughs) very much of a dog, but I'm a cat person. Mm. And I think, um, that is, I don't know, like, I very much don't feel him it's not the same as uh, I see him as a human being, not a dog. If that makes sense. That sounds it really does. good. For- you know, I met this baby. On, <laughs> I, I met this, I met the ready for the sentence. I met this baby on the picket line two days ago <laughs> and she was amazing. She already has representation. <laughs> Star quality. Her mom was walking in support and was front. We had a mutual, I had a mutual friend with her mom and the baby. What's fun about when there is a baby on the picket who has so much her quality is you're holding this sign so you can, kind of babies do it's so classic but it's so true like babies when you do peekaboo to a baby it like oh, literally gets its life so like i was kind of doing that with my son because <laughs> walking behind them she was loving it she was obsessed with whatever and then i was talking to the mom and because the baby couldn't stop looking at me so the mom was like she really liked you were serving cut and then you were serving cut in a was, way that the baby I was, understood I was serving, exactly exactly and um and then my mutual friend who have another friend who I have an amazing relationship with our mutual friends, baby. Like, she was like, oh, my God, your babies do love Pat. And then the woman was like, do you know about Miss Rachel? And I was like, I don't know about Miss Rachel. And she was like, Miss Rachel is this woman on YouTube who just does a green screen and, like, interacts with, I guess, babies via YouTube. And she makes $500,000 a month from her Shut YouTube channel. From her YouTube channel, Miss Rachel makes $500,000 a month. She's worth $10 million at this point. And she just, like, looks into cam and sings, like, itsy bitsy spider why are any of us doing what we're doing right now <laughs> i know Actually, this is just this like when i no found out i found out my friend makes 400 grand a month on only fans for farting on cakes shut the oh fuck my up. god that's all he does he uh, he doesn't do collabs he just farts on cakes wait this sounds familiar that. do i know the person or maybe I've just um, i might before. have pointed them out i feel like i probably pointed them out to you one time in a shared space but um, what? I don't think you know this person unless Wait. you fought unless you are a fan. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't derive any sexual pleasure from seeing someone fart on a cake. I don't like farting. But no, I don't like cake. Uh, if, but if that if you're listening and that is exciting to you, we support you and we want we urge you to check out Joel's friend's work. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How much did you say he's making? He he makes like four hundred thousand dollars, maybe a year. Maybe that's more. That accurate. seems more reasonable. Yeah. But that still is but that's amazing. still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money. Because then you have a lot of extra time to do if you want to do another source of income besides this farting well right and he's so he did sort of buy an apartment complex and is becoming a landlord and i should say now at this point reveal he's not really a friend he's just a gay guy i know did you make love to him one time no i'm not a cake so yeah yeah, you're not his type you're not his type i am not a cake 
Um, oh, but anyways, and then when the woman was leaving the picket line, she was like, because she had her thing was like, since babies are responding to you, like you should do a baby YouTube. And then when <laughs> she was leaving, she like looked back and really earnestly said, like, think about what I said about Miss Rachel. I was like, all right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, I guess, I guess I might go back on cameo for a little while or something in this strike or whatever, but it's so stressful. Um, I feel like sort of uh the miss rachel path for you is 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 sort of the perfect use of your skills as both a nanny and a comedian one thousand percent one thousand percent i do but i would you know i feel like if you want to be a miss rachel type you need to at least be able to carry a tune i think that's like the tool i'm missing in my tool belt to really mm. pull on the big money as a miss rachel well, type and pat i will say i've sort of been a pioneer in this space in in the space of saying that Pat has gotten really good at singing over the course of his pod. As someone who listens regularly, as someone who listens regularly, I think if you track the progress from the beginning of the, yeah. the early days of Taylor or Lord, even totally to now, totally, you know, well, you know what I'm obsessed with, and I and I now can't get bad blood out of my head because of the iconic video of Taylor standing up for her fan at the concert. Did you see that? No, what's that video? No. Oh my god, you have to watch it. It's oh, so it? good. She, you know, she, you know that she's annoying me now because I don't like that guy. Oh, I do like that guy. No, I don't. Matt, like wait, that no, guy. Pat, you can't like that you guy. He like said that. horrible racist things. Oh, and I didn't has know done that. a Nazi salute. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Even, I didn't know that. I, didn't I, I bet you did. Annoying. I bet you did, and that's why you like yeah. him. Oh, I love that. I saw them on Saturday Night Live in like 2015 and I was like, oh, that's like cool. And then I haven't thought about them since until this moment. So anyways, what happened now? I know basically she's singing Bad Blood and like in like the second row security, I guess, is like trying to kick a woman out. And so she's like, it's so bad. Hey, she wasn't doing anything. Think about the good times. She's fine. You and I. Hey, stop. And then I love it. And then like she's like and then it works out perfectly with the music where she's about to turn and walk to the back of the stage and she's like uh you are like do or she's like now we got bad blood hey stop and then she like walks away she's just like kind of like standing up to the security guard wow. I, okay and not to defend security here but how could taylor possibly know that she wasn't doing anything <laughs> I, like, how, I how could she be like i am actually really shocked that like she would even be aware of what's going yeah. on we see in the, the girl, second row of the crowd the woman, like how much she's like the girl's like wearing a suicide vest she's like about to blow the place up <laughs> stop. stop everyone's welcome here she's fine this, and that does really remind me of me at club coming when the girl um fainted the girl with the susan alexander bag fainted from having vodka soda and xanax yeah, well, you know what I'm legally obligated to say every time the name Susan Alexandra is mentioned right, is that, that she will not send me a bag because probably but the only reason at this point I could think of to to not send me a bag but to send send everyone in my orbit a bag is that she thinks I'm literally just too masculine and too straight seeming to even pull off carrying a beaded bag. That I must be what she's thinking. A bag. I'll, I'll touch uh, base. Susan can see it for me. She's wait. Like, can oh. I tell you guys my new life motto? Wait, please. It's and it's sort of it is tangentially related to this, but it is um, now whenever someone I was talking to Jared to set this up, I was talking to Jared Goldstein yesterday and he wanted to make a purchase and I looked at him and I just said, get the Prada, get the Prada. Oh. And get the that, Prada? It, yes. And it works in multiple contexts. It really does. If you're not even talking about Prada, mm -hmm. but it's sort yeah. of like the polar ice caps are melting. Get the product. Totally. Like what's oh holding God, you back? Yeah. Get the product. Yeah. Totally. Oh my God, get the product. Yeah. Yeah. I might get the product 
I'm, I was telling Kevin, I forgot if we had the start of recording or not, but I might get the, get the Prada Visa V peptides, which I also texted Joel about. Yeah, that's true. What yeah, is it? No, Wait, Pat, seriously, get the Prada. Get the peptides. I, I, I'm going to have to get the Prada. What is a peptide? Is it like a powder? Or? Well, there's some you like inject. Oh, that's scary. That seems... I know it is scary, but get the Prada. Yeah, the life Prada is short. Get the Prada. Drugs. <laughs> there, there is not an intravenous drug. I'm going to buy it today, I think, but I don't know that I'll take it because I will say one of the main things is like anti-aging, which I don't struggle with, but I think it's supposed to help with your sleep, and then it's supposed to help with like you know I've been trying to lift, and so I think it'll help with like muscle. Growth. Yeah, I know you've been going to my old gym. I know I oh love God, it there. Everyone is obsessed with this gym. I was in when I was in LA last week. I mentioned the name of Pat's friend and someone goes, I used to go to that gym. I'm like, yeah. what is this gym? It really is. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful space, you know. Um, now, would I, as a weak, weak, soft woman, be welcome there? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Okay. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. Wait, let's get down to business. Joel, how are you? And more importantly, since you've last been on the pod, I, first of all, I haven't seen you in about four to five years. Yeah. <laughs> your beautiful face. Congrats on, congrats on everything. And I want to ask you. you, since you were last on the pod, who are you? Who are you? And who do you want to be? Wow, that's a really interesting question that I've been really wrestling with since about an hour ago when I remembered <laughs> that I was going to come on the podcast. Um, and I guess like, who was I? We'll start from where I was at when I was on the podcast. And that was um, largely um, a, a cruise enthusiast slut. I think that's like yeah. mostly what we talked about totally. last time was like how... Um, yeah, how much I you, loved cruises. And you famously said the sentence. I, you you famously said the sentence had some of the best sex I've ever had on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, that was sort of you, who I was. And I was in a. Re I would say I was in like a a really good place just um back then. I was sort of on the precipice of like you know, really, um things happening and, ooh. Hold on. Um, and I was just living fancy free. And I was in that period of my life where I was like, I do not want a relationship. And it was like so freeing yeah, I because that. I feel like mm -hmm. for most of my 20s, I was like, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. In fact, if you, Catherine, I know you Central recall Park. Central Park. I, I really yes. made sort of a breakup with a guy I'd been with for three months, a central right. part of my personality for and a, part of a good long while. I forgot about that part of my story is that you broke up on a Central Park park bench that time on yeah. a lunch break from work. From and then on the street. And yes. I feel like that guy was like in Wicked or something, but believe it if I'm wrong. He was in, he was, he was Broadway adjacent for sure. Okay. He was in SpongeBob actually, okay. I should say. Yeah. I, I don't, I, he, I remember seeing him when I only met him one time and it was at a, um, I think it was like an, I don't think so, honey contestant. And I think I was rude to him on your behalf. Yeah. But well, thank you. We're, before. we're fine now, obviously. It's water right. under the bridge at this point. Um, <laughs> totally. I still wanted to talk about that today. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's Five unpack years later, that. I'm pissed. Um, and now who am I? I am a person that is in a loving, committed relationship with oh. um, a beautiful human being who is a huge fan of yours, Catherine, I will say. No. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. no. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's so all, sweet. He's so, so sweet. I'm so curious, like when you met him, did you know right away something was different or was it sort of like over time? You're like, wait, what are we doing? This feels like so special. So this is weird to talk about, but like I, so my dad died in March and right. I, oh, um, 
like post my dad dying, it really like made me think about my life in a very specific way. Mm. And specifically it, it made me think about like, you know, my relationship with my parents is fine, is fine. Um, you know, famously they're very religious and like it for so long, because I wasn't in a relationship, that part of my life was very much don't ask, don't tell, mm. you know, like they weren't curious about my dating life because they didn't want to know about my dating life. And I didn't have a dating life to share with them. So it was never a struggle for me. And then my dad died and I, I was sort of like, oh, like I wish I hadn't left things so unspoken with him. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I sort of wish I knew like how he would react to things like yeah. if I were to bring a guy home. And so I, wow. I remember I had this moment where I talked to my mom and I was like, you know, I think I'm sort of ready for a relationship. And like, how would you react if I brought a guy home? And she was very much like, well, like, you know, we're not on the same page on a lot of things in your life. But if you brought someone home that you loved and loved you, then like, I would love them as much as I love Dan, who's my brother-in-law. Wow. Am I going to start crying? That's yeah, so it was really, it was a really power. It was like a really wonderful moment for me and my mom. And it's just a shame, you know, and she assures me that like, that's how my dad would feel too. Mm -hmm. And so then like, Flash forward a month, I go to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for wow. Puerto Vallarta Gay Pride. And it this is in a period, this is post-vaccine and pre-Delta variant. So we had oh truly God. thought we were like, we had no idea. We did it. We bit yeah. we beat it. We beat it. COVID's <laughs> yeah. over. This is it. Like this was our my first big like gay trip right. post um all of that. And so I was really excited. I was with all of my friends from San Francisco. Um and on the first night we we're at this like party and we meet up with um some other people from san francisco including my now boyfriend john michael and it was like it was weird because i had sort of like after i had that conversation with my mom i had put in the universe i was like i want a boyfriend and i want and he has to meet three very specific criteria oh my god this is the beginning of a rom-com yeah he by has the way, to by the by he has to do the same drugs that I do and <laughs> he has to be kind and he cannot bring up within the first 15 minutes of meeting him how disgusting he thinks homeless people are, um, which is a really <laughs> tall order in LA. You yeah. would not believe how many gay guys really? you talk to who are like, wow, this city's yeah. really going to shit because of all these oh tents. Oh and jam, like Jam jam didn't bring it up till 17 minutes in. And yeah, exactly. He so he was, he was in the clear. <laughs> um, and I met him and like, we like, it's funny, like, he can't like we met and it was fine. And then like he came out of the bathroom at one point and I I thought this is so funny. I thought he was going in for a kiss and he thought I was going in for a kiss. Classic. And it was a mistake. Neither one of us was going in for a kiss, but we ended up kissing anyways. And then oh my we God. he I don't know. He he was night one guy. And like we've both done these party. We're both again like he meets yeah. criteria number one. He parties so the same way that I do. Choice, if you feel safe sharing. Oh, you know, um, G. Um Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not a Molly girl. Can't do it with my brain, but like sometimes he'll partake. You know, just all of the yeah. all of the the whole alphabet, really. Okay. Um, responsibly, obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously, ethically, ethically. Ethically. Ethically sourced farm um, But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took him home. Farm to table Molly. Or he took me home and we had a wonderful lovemaking session. And oh. then we we walked out onto the beach and we sat on the beach and listened to music and talked about our lives until wow. like 5 30 in the morning and then i left and it was one of those things where i was like okay we both know how we operate on these weekends like you're night one guy and like we both had the, we had this conversation where we we're like 
go off like the rest of the yeah. weekend. Like you, you do not have to notice wow. me or care about me at all. The like do your proposing. thing. Yeah. And, and then it just like, we stopped, we never stopped hanging out. Like you became night two guy, night three guy. Aww. And then oh we God. just never stopped talking. Like I haven't, not a day has gone by that. I haven't spoken to him since um, we met. And I don't know. It was tough because he was moving to LA. He had just gotten a job that was bringing him down to LA. Mm -hmm. And I was about to go to shoot Fire Island in New York. And so the timing was weird because like, I remember I was like, by the end of the weekend, we were getting ready to leave Mexico. And I was like, well, we're going to be boyfriends and we have to figure out how that's going to work. Um, and he was like, well, that's insane. You're crazy. <laughs> I'd, I don't want a boyfriend. Was he, he was single already. To, he was like, is he how he was single and he was getting ready to move to LA in a new city and he was like I he had yeah. just made this declaration to himself that he was like I want to be single for the first time in my life because he's a sort of a serial relationship person and like new city he's hot young like it's going to be like chum in the water and I wanted that for him too I was like I don't necessarily want to be your boyfriend right away right because I want you to sort of experience life and love and all of that and can like, you say wait sorry can you say if you feel safe how old you are at this point and how old he is at this point I was I'm ask. 33 he is 27 okay perfect yeah. so that's really perfect you know like that's like prime slut era totally. age to be especially in a new city like Los Angeles and so then like, I don't know, it just like we, we kept, I visited him for pride. He visited me f at one point for, um, while we were shooting fire Island, he saw Pat doing, I don't think so, honey. Oh Central my God. Park, or in oh my God. Park, oh yeah. And that, I did so oh, bad. that no. time. I remember yeah. that time. I was one. I really felt stupid about myself during i that felt really bad show. too and it was the first time he'd ever seen me perform and i had to do i don't think so honey gum and i really flopped it hard really? yeah um, i forget what i but did I really but i remember i was yeah i know it's true i i had recently moved into a much bigger body and i felt bad about that even though i work every day to feel amazing about everything and <laughs> i felt but i'll just I, I said someone's name wrong that I was just meeting. Oh, that night was like a flop for me, but whatever. But I'm glad Jam saw it. Yeah. He's so, he, he's so sweet. That whole summer was tough. He is, yeah. he is like the epitome of a take him anywhere type of person. Oh, he is sort of best. like, he can talk to anybody. I don't worry about him anywhere. He is sort of like in social settings, like he settings, he is the star. And I just sort of sit back and watch. And it's really actually, it's really wonderful because like I am actually not super. I'm a shy girl at heart. A lot of people yeah. don't see that for me, but totally. I am. And it is nice to just sort of let him. I, I say he's like a Furby. I can just sort of set him in front of any object and he'll start to talk and he'll be able <laughs> yeah. to have like a full conversation. He is really easy to talk to because we went away together and yes. he was like a safe place to like, oh, nice. he was a safe harbor to like have a conversation because he'll talk about his work, but not like he won't like. He, he's just good at like having a conversation with a new person, I think. And that's so rare and valuable. It really is. And it's, and it's wonderful for this, for my life, because I'm constantly bringing him to events and just sort of setting him loose and letting him be Furby. Um, yeah. To people. He's pure. He's very sweet and pure. He seems. Yes. Yes. Um, what Where was is he from say? before LA? Where was he moving from? He grew up outside of Cleveland, um, so went to USC um, for college and then was oh, okay. in San Francisco for eight years. I oh. wait. I have a, wait, so you're 35, Joel. Are we in the same grade? Or are you a grade above me? Who was uh, 30, I graduated who, who, in 06. Me too. We're in the same grade. Okay. We're in the same grade. Yeah. It's both your Jesus years. 
Yeah, about two years ago is when Lord Jesus yours. I'm gonna be 35 in October. I feel fine about it. Uh my 30s have been the best years of my life. Barnum. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now that peptides are in the mix, I don't care about getting old. I, I will say I am starting. I will say this happened to me at 35 that I did not expect is that I sort of have Sunday scaries, but for my 40s right now, like, oh, in interesting. Life, like I am even more. I, I know, remember, I know, men, but like remember, I men get better with age and women yeah. become less <laughs> It's true, remember, but here's here's my here's my fear about this is that like I look very youthful. I'm very lucky that I look very youthful. Me too, me too. But there's something a little gauche about looking super young in your forties, I find. 1, and then the that's... other thing is is that like <laughs> I'm never gonna I'm never gonna look daddy. You know, like yes. gay guys who have like beards and body hair and like you know like are sort of more masculine like they yeah, have the thing totally. they have the they have daddyhood to look forward to mm-hmm. i do not like i don't yeah. know what it, what i don't know what 45 is going to look like for me and like how i'm going to appear sexually to other people it's just it's it's a crazy it's a crazy thought like yeah. it really is and i have sorry no go no 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 you go y'all I was done. I was finished. I was opening no, the floor to you. So the last words of your sentence as planned by this you were finished. end I. You were gonna end a sentence yeah. with end <laughs> I. <laughs> I um I will say three things. One I'll say is what you're saying about like it's almost embarrassing to look young when you're like getting towards 40 is like that's how I feel. And I also feel like it reminds me of like, okay, when there's just I like a small dog, but when a small dog I find out it's like eight years old, I'm kind of like <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Why are you pretending you're a baby? Yeah. And then for, like grow right. up. A small dog, when a small dog's eight, it needs to grow up and like be a bigger dog. That is Sec- so true. Second, it's actually, it wants you to think it's a puppy. It's like, I've been babying you this whole time and which you've wanted, obviously. Secondly, you know, I was talking to someone who is in their 40s and they were saying th- that, um, yeah, could be anyone. Then um, that the 40s is like better than 30s even. Like 20s are bad, 30s are good, 20s 40s are, are even better. Bad. And then lastly, I'll say my other friend is 50 or like low 50s. And he was saying that he was, and he's hot. And he was, I was like, I'm sure you still fuck. And he was like, he's like basically married, but like, I think it's kind of open. But like, he was like, yeah, like you still fuck a lot. People do want you to fuck, but no one wants to fuck you. Everyone wants you to fuck them. So you just have to like make that shift, I guess. But that's kind of like annoying if you want to get fucked. Yeah, that and fucked. see, this is the thing. Like I, I've already m- very much made that shift in my relationship because John Michael is yeah. at the bottom, mm-hmm. and and that's great. Um, and we have wonderful sex, and I enjoy fucking him, um, a lot. But like when I play outside the relationship now, because I am in a relationship where I am the primary top, you know, which yeah. is not a sentence I ever thought I'd be saying. I know. I never uh, thought I'd hear it out of your I never heard it out of your mouth. That's what we and can then, check in with OG guests. But it's yeah. just like yeah. now I'm like we you know, we're in an open relationship and like I'm I'm sucking and fucking with all these sicko freaks all the time. And I do, te- you know, you tend to bottom more just for the variety sake. It's like the totally. whole, like, you know, it's a, why, why do the thing I can do at home, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So, and I, I'm like, I don't know, like, does anyone really want like a 45 year old bottom? 
I don't know. I think people like are scared of like older holes, don't you yeah. think? I can't older <laughs> holes, total of up. <laughs> I, um... Why even I like sometimes you know I go on my aggregate gay porn site and there's like you know like any it breaks it all down into like categories and like one of the famous categories is old young and what one thing I actually don't oh this brings me I'm gonna say another thing about this porn site but like for one they always say old young parentheses over 18 that makes me feel weird I was like yeah of course like of course yeah that makes me feel like if I'm clicking on it it's like it thinks I'm looking you know what I mean I'm like oh my god like is this bad that I'm even clicking anyways I'll click and sometimes like then it brings you to like you know all the thumbnails and like sometimes it's like you'll see the older guy bottoms for the younger guy and it's like oh i don't want to i don't want to watch that you know what i mean i'm a but huge part of the problem do. i'm so a huge many. part of the problem but, but but i'm saying these porn places like they know their fingers on the pulse they know what people want they're catering so, to an audience so there are people out there the that, like, which is or- the thing is is like i'll never look like someone's coach yeah you know like yeah. maybe like you might I, I can don't see you well, like like well, a no, like a college never... like a college men's diving coach that's like the kind of coach that I'll look at I'll never look well, like someone's football coach you know you have quite broad shoulders which I think is coach I think yeah. that's coach I think like you you're never great in a cap know. that's very coach yeah I think that um <clears throat> secondly so anyway so like the fact that there are those videos out running rampant loose on the websites means that there are people that are looking for older holes. Secondly, I think that um oh, first of all, I keep getting this pop-up. You know when like you go to gay porn and like it's if it's a free site, like they'll give you pop-up ads and usually it'll be like an ad for another porn site or like some kind of like sex device or something. But or I like keep... my favorite CGI porn. Oh there yeah. So oh my god, the, the only that. game like it's always like the only game where you can like Come do I'm like seconds <laughs> with these big yes. monster computer tits. So lately I keep getting this pop up. It's all these like 85 year old women with their boobs out and no, like I hate in their when panties. Those come up. No offense. And those women deserve love, but I don't want to see their Yes. Cuties. Well, the, the VO is literally this. Um, it says, fuck older grannies. Oh, no, no. It says, fuck ugly grannies. No. You, you know, it's like you're forced to fuck them. If you're on this site and you don't fuck an ugly granny when she wants it then oh. your your membership is revoked with no money back and it's like this weird dom thing where you pay to have <laughs> a quote unquote this is their quote oh ugly grannies God. ugly grannies demand that you fuck them and you have to do it whenever they want and i guess people get off on that like me that when feeling. i moved to la in my 40s ugly granny yeah. demands you fuck her i'm gonna put um i'm gonna put hooky in her crate sorry okay um do you watch porn joel still yeah all the time okay i wasn't sure some people don't watch it that's crazy to me that what kind of crazy what flavor do you like the best? so i'm mostly on um twitter for my porn needs oh, these yeah. days and i, I sort like, of yeah i i just sort of flip between like uh only fans uh preview videos yeah of people that i i like and enjoy I uh, yeah I do without the, ever well, supporting them financially via OnlyFans. So I do a thing where it's like I I like when it's a studio. I like when there's HMU and like costumes and everything. But and I feel like it's on a, a built set, like a set that's been built. Mm-hmm. I I don't need them to be like on location or anything like that. But I will say like on my aggregate, sometimes like OFs will come up like and I won't watch them. Like ethically, I won't watch them because it's pirated. Do you know what I mean? Pirate. Yeah. 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 Every yeah. once in a while, I'll pay for an OnlyFans, like, more than anything to satisfy curiosity or something like that. But for sure. something about OnlyFans, it's so, you know, I have to pretend so much with porn or something. Like, or it's like I, I need very specific narrative needs met by it that, like, when it's OnlyFans, it's really hard to 
come up with a, a narrative that makes sense on an OnlyFans set if that if that makes any sense at all. Do you know what I mean? No, and I, the thing is, is I used to be very narrative focused too. Like I, the first like fifteen minutes of a studio porn are sort of my favorite. Like especially when a story. Like I I usually just watch the story and then skip to penetration. But with OnlyFans, yeah. there is this interesting thing, especially living in LA and knowing a lot of these people or seeing them out socially. Yeah. Like that's like a weird now mm. sort of layer of sexual you, like because i'm like oh this person just cut me in line for the bathroom last weekend at a party and now i'm watching them get fucked and it feels like revenge yeah now i'm watching them um, fart. now i'm watching them fart on a cake yeah <laughs> i remember, remember what was that like rashida jones produced documentary about the porn stars oh LA? right yeah i oh, was like i watched that i was found it very like effective moving and then like a few months later i was like looking at porn it was like one of the girls and i was like i cannot watch this girl like i just watched her story and like it's so it's too much but shout out yeah. to that girl shout but to have that i told girl. you all about the french porn star um me and brian love who's only fans we love to look no. at i have to pee so bad right back we love his work his name is manuel ferrara ferrara and he does amazing he's like this big like meaty thick french guy who just fucks the shit out of women. Um, and he, he, he says, <laughs> his catchphrase, as it were, is he says, I love that, but he's always like, I love that, I love that. <laughs> so that's like become kind of staple in our household. I love that, but we love his videos. But Brian recently, like on the OnlyFans, he got sent an email that was just like, literally a zoom in close up of the inside of his uncircumcised dick, like just the zoom. And I was like, you know, it wasn't exactly what we wanted as a couple, but you, so you never know what you're going to get on OnlyFans, but I, I know. And there, there's something lovely about that, artisanal about that. It was very artisanal to see the inside yeah. of it. I'd never seen that angle of a dick before, really, if I'm honest. Wait, what angle of the dick? It was kind of like the inside of an uncircumcised dick. like The inside. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, like almost like the soft part. You know what I'm saying? It was something was pulled in a way that I didn't expect, which is beautiful. Joel, do you? I, I've never hooked up with someone who was um, uncut. What, Am I really? Like, yeah, I, I guess I haven't had that many hookups. I'm an uncut king. Um, really? And... Oh, I didn't know you were uncut. Yeah, yeah, I'm an uncut king. Um, I I prefer it. Um, yeah, I'm more sure. pleasurable. I've heard. It, I think so, and I think like especially when you're bottoming for an uncut guy, it feels so much better than a, a cut guy. Oh, oh why? because there's there's, there's more... the the foreskin sort of I think it's like I actually think we're sort of um everyone is is sort of um evolutionarily predisposed to enjoy getting fucked by an uncut dick because yeah, that's how God that's what God intended that's what got literally what God intended yeah it's you know what it's not cool well and yeah. I will but I will say this really quickly and I I, I hope this doesn't offend anyone Take but like time. oftentimes I'll see like walking the streets of new york even like uh one of those guys with a clipboard on the street will be like hey do you have a second to talk about male circumcision oh my god and it's like this is not the cause like there's so many things going on and i know you can care about a lot of things all at once <laughs> yeah but like to make that the thing that you care about the most is for me like i don't know like there's yeah. just a lot going on in the world and i don't have i can't take that on i can't take yeah, that on I, even I as a cut, yeah. uncut person who like cares about this like i just can't take that on i can't like sign my name to a clipboard to get like emails about it you yeah, know you like i just don't care that, that. Much. you cannot shoulder that no there is too much going on 
Um, and then, so we kind of got in this, but Joel, who are you now? You're in this open relationship. Yeah. You live in Los Angeles. So you're a homeowner. Admit yeah. it. You're That's a gorgeous crazy. home. Oh yeah, bleep it, bleep it. But what neighborhood are you? It's it's sort of central. It's like sort of central. I can see Hogwarts from my house. That's a clue. That's a clue <laughs> to where I live. Um, oh, I don't know what that means. I, like um, from, at Universal. Oh, okay. Like there's are, a Hogwarts. You, I know. I feel like you showed me your house. It looks so nice. Are you so happy there? I am very happy. Yeah, I'm very happy. It feels sort of like I'm at this point in my life where um, nothing about my life seems real. Um, mm. And yeah, and and it is it is this amazing thing to kind of realize about yourself and your own chemical makeup that you can still be deeply existentially unhappy, even when you get everything you've ever wanted in your life. Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole thing, isn't it? I, was I feel a little bit like that right now. But I, I'm happy. I just have been so depressive. Like I've been very hard on myself lately. I'm going to work on that um wait i have a question where are you right now as we sit because you have a whiteboard is this I'm your house my, i'm in my home office in my I knew house. oh my god that was a screenwriter's whiteboard i could tell yeah. that and away. it's go and it's not getting used right now yeah, honey hasn't been no touched way. hasn't there's been nothing touched on, just for those listening there's nothing on it yeah, yeah. no <laughs> thoughts no thoughts no um thoughts. Wait, but what? I'm so curious about this this happiness journey because I had lunch with someone I really love, respect, and admire yesterday, and she was kind of like, she was trying to like inspire me with this point, but it wasn't quite hitting. She was saying she's older than us, and she was kind of saying she was like, you know, don't you want to find? She was, she was like, if you're down, she's like, if you're in a down spot, just think like how interesting life is, and like, don't you want to find out what's going to happen next? And I was kind of like, well, I feel like even when I see people who have things I want, they don't seem happy either. So that's a bit disheartening. Yeah, what well, I think what it you guys is. Like, well, it means you don't have to waste time wanting what other people have because they're not happy. And I think that, like, yeah, I think that, like, it's like a daily thing. You have to convince yourself yeah, every single day. I, I mean, for me personally, it is primarily chemical. Um, and I just need to like find the right. I, I'm still figuring out my med my med situation to yeah. make everything sort of run a little bit more smoothly. Um, but yeah, I just like, I think for me, like um, part of getting, I don't know, I have a lot of imposter syndrome about where getting to where I've been and like whether or not I deserve any of it. And I know. Really? Like, as, as an outsider, <laughs> I'm like, of course. They wouldn't like, question if I was a dude. But what's the question? What's that Taylor lyric from if I was a man? But it's wearing. <laughs> If I was rude, did it? They wouldn't question how much of this I deserve or something. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, yeah. Joel, retra Joel retracts the statement. Yeah, um, that's exactly how I. You feel. should not have um, imposter syndrome. You've worked so hard. You've been working yourself for years. It, I think it's just like I think it's it it comes with the territory. Like I think like if I I don't know I I don't trust people who who believe they deserve the things they have. Me you know? too. Like I, you... they're, they're, that's a very specific. <laughs> elder millennial disease i feel is that like yeah. we were yeah. i'm like we, i don't know more <laughs> first time I'm, that, sitting, but, I'm sitting here representing that that group of people who are like of course i deserve it and more first um, time yeah, first time this has been along. honored first time this has been honored in years but if you if you think you deserve what you have seek treatment oh my god i keep forgetting about the <laughs> famous catchphrase seek treatment Cool. You, that's okay. been used across the nation um but yeah what you have yes yeah, yeah it's 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 just like i don't know um i think like also you get addicted to the struggle 
Like, yes, you get like, especially being in New York. I think you, you, there's like a certain sort of effort that comes with living in New York, like a certain, like, like it just is so draining. And I think you Mm. get addicted to it a little bit, like the work involved in living in New York and the grind of it all. Like I came up in that. And I think that, that I'm just like used to a certain amount of like struggle. And now my brain is create is literally creating struggle in a place of all of the like actual struggle that I've gone through to get to where I am because it does it's it doesn't know what to do with itself um otherwise um, yeah do you I feel think... like if you're not working like crazy all the time that you just feel yeah no yeah. oh absolutely and like the thing is is that my output is is much worse like I I have not written a good stand-up joke in in years literally years Me and your brain's in so many different modes I feel like it's yeah. like you're shooting something at least I'm like you can't be think it's so difficult to switch yeah yeah it's just a lot. Um, but <laughs> it's just a, to be I fair, think you also get addicted. You get addicted to to the narrative of like, I have nothing now. I'm working. I'm going to have mm-hmm. something one day. And then when the day comes where you do have something, you're like, oh, that narrative is over. And now you kind of have to recast yourself from like an underdog to kind of someone who has things that that you always wanted. And that that is like can be guilt inducing or something like that. Do you know what I no, mean? Totally. Or, you, or, you know, you know how scary it is to be in the place where you you don't have the things that you have and then when you have them you almost feel guilt for the other people that like don't yeah. have them yet or something yeah no absolutely especially as like a person who grew up with truly nothing and like had and lived with like seven roommates in new york for a while it is this weird thing of like well now i own a house and that yeah. is crazy and i never in a million years expected to be in this yeah. place in my life and i feel like weird survivor's guilt about it yeah as a, as a, as a former poor person mm. Um, because I don't know, you know, and like, I do like the strike is a big, you know, it's, it's a part of the reason why I believe in the strike so deeply is that like, um, you know, I, I am, I, uh, this is so insane to say coming off the heels of me saying, I don't feel like I deserve anything I have, but like my big thing about like getting out of the system is that like, I'm exceptional and I'm a, I'm an edge case. And like, yes, I was able to do it, but it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be exceptional to be able to afford a house. You shouldn't, you should like, you know, like, like whenever, like whenever there's like one of those stories in the news where it's like this teenager worked three jobs so that they could afford a laptop and go to college. It's like, and see, they did it. So why doesn't all the other poor teens do this X, Y, Z thing to get to the, to get into college or what have you. And it's like, well, that kid is exceptional. And yes, that's an amazing story, but you shouldn't have to be exceptional to afford to go to college or to Mm -hmm. eat Mm -hmm. food or, you know, be, you know, have, it's just like, are the this american this very american sort of like frame of mind where it's like well if you have nothing like you should have to work three times as hard as the kid who has something in order to get anything and it's like yeah. no like there should be systems in place so that people who are average have basic living needs and like access to education and housing yeah. you know like it, it's crazy to me yeah um, it is also because there's no room to be creative or do things or work on things if you're constantly struggling just to have like yeah. a safe place to sleep at night. It's really yeah. wild, especially in New York. Like, yeah, it's I love living in New York so much, but it is disheartening to just see how how much it costs to be alive here. Joel, where do you think I should live in L.A.? Um, I think it, I think near your gym. 
I know, but it here's all my revolves thing. around this gym where I, I will go and be I, weak and supported. I think I might. Um, there's a part of me that wants to live like truly in West Hollywood. Why? Because oh, because, because no. he lives there. No, no, I would <laughs> no, I'm, Joel. I, no, Joel. I'm actually feminine. I'm actually feminist, Joel. I'm but, feminist, and um, that I don't want to live near my boyfriend. <laughs> I, I um have like. I think I feel like I've always lived in the Brooklyn of places and I want to live in like the thick of it for once. Yeah, in the hell's I think I think it sounds like you want to live in Manhattan, New York, where you just left. Well, that wasn't really Manhattan. That was the Brooklyn of Manhattan. Yeah, but even like West Hollywood, it's like, it's not like there's like just people milling about. There are some there stretches. Are. There are stretches. Yeah, it's actually, WeHo is is a little bit more, it's certainly more walkable than the part of LA that, that I live well, in now. Right, well, that's like, it's definitely settled into like, I've settled in, you know, my recovery community, my recovery rotation is very WeHo-centric. So no matter what, but my gym is is East-centric, but I, um, so no matter what, I think I'll be either driving west for what kind of my car recovery meetings. Get, sweetie? I want to get a Jeep so bad. Don't you think oh, I had right. a car? Like, cars have a car. What is it about people in our age group that are fetishize Jeeps I think like, it's so Jeep. hard? I think it's the Alicia Silverstone. I, uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. clueless. It's absolutely clueless. But like, it is crazy that like everyone that I know who's 35 wants a Jeep. When it I feels was in so high school, free and it's like it's like chic but low maintenance. It's like I'm a guy's yeah. girl. Like I get it. I'm in a fucking it's Jeep. Cute. It's cute, but it's kind of masculine. But it's like yeah. I think that like when I was in high school, I, I did not have a car, but I wanted a car so bad, and I wanted a Jeep so it's gender bad. To have a Jeep. I was I was like, if I could have a Jeep, or if I could have a, I mean, just anything. I've never had a car. If I had a car, I just that's my thing right now. Where I'm like, that's my kind of like um golden calf like if i can get a car i could that would make me happy or something like that um i have to tell you about jeep culture though like i have a friend who has a jeep in the city and we were driving with him and like he says that it's like and i've witnessed this it's a thing when you drive by other jeeps you sort of like nod at them like you're a part of the community and one time we were at a stoplight and there was a jeep next to us and the guy was smoking a joint and he opened his window passed us the joint no no, and then let us keep the joint as we drove off and i was like that's jeep culture that's the community that you are buying into when you buy a jeep those like life is good bumper stickers i'm gonna be like a pariah of the jeep community like i'm gonna have one but people are saying like he's on a jeep's it's on a jeep's yeah they're gonna they're gonna be handing you the joint out the window and you're gonna be like no no, yeah, I can't. You don't support. I, no. no, you're gonna I'm, I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I um I yeah. They're gonna say he doesn't support other Jeep owners, and that's not cool. But um I anyways. did feel when I was in LA last week and I was driving, I was like, I did have a realization that was like, wow, I am, you know, 31 years old. I don't have a single thing to my name. It would be nice to have some sort of grounding force. Yeah. A rental um, apartment. Like they could blow this over in five seconds. What was I going to say, Joel? Do you have a couch? Wait, I, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but Joel, what do you think of the new, um, the of no, not not the new Roni cast, but like the girls trip cast? Um, to me, it leaves I, some to be desired. It, I'm uh, yeah. I, there's a couple of like notable people missing from it. Obviously, totally. here's my deal. Uh, 
here's my deal. I don't necessarily need to see Luann, Sonia, and Morgan interact with each other ever again. I've seen hours of it. I loved it when it was happening. I don't need to see them chatting or going on a trip together. There's value if I could see what Ramona would be like on a trip with Jill or if what what Luann and Bethany would be like, or even Luann and Bethany we got kind of recently, but like one of, I guess I need like a Jill or a Bethany or I said this to Matt, but like if, if money's a little tight, like an Alex McCord, like I know she had a rough time on the most recent one, but like I just think like um I want to see them have to interact with people truly from their past. And yeah. um it's my well Kristen, I'm glad Kristen's there. Same. I actually think Kristen is sort of underrated. And the thing about we were talking, I was talking about, about this yesterday is that like the thing about these young, formerly young housewives is like yeah. I do sort of want to check in on them 10 years later and see like now they're the ages, they're the appropriate age to be a housewife. Totally. Finally. And like it's... what does that look like? One of my fr- friend's favorite, I think, quotes from, and I don't think, well, one of my friend's favorite quotes is, uh, who are who are you to get me wet? Who are you to get me wet? When Kristen famously got Ramona wet. Kristen? I don't know if I've ever met her. She was like a two-season wonder. She was like boring. She had um, um, eyelash eyelashes, right? She, that was her well, thing? She had, she had a pop of color nail polish line coming oh, out. Right. And Public Bethany color. famously said that um, she thought that wasn't a good name for a business, but Kristen hadn't asked for and mm. part, and so that and she and yeah I will she say had Bethany's Instagram presence is one of the best things I've ever seen. Did you see the one that was like, "I'm going to Olive Garden for the first time." Come along. Yeah. Well, it, I think it's really funny of Bethany to sort of come out and be like, "These women are desperate. These women are desperate for doing housewives." When she literally had to pivot to talking <sighs> about housewives because nobody cared about anything else that she tried to do outside of housewives. I know, but does she say these women are desperate? These women are desperate. Yeah, she came out and she was like, "These women are desperate." <laughs> these women are desperate. These women are desperate. I um maybe she didn't say it twice, I but I think she said it once. I'm sure she said it. I think <laughs> one time wonder. I don't know. I listened to the first three episodes of her podcast, and I actually did think it was really fair. Like, if I was getting a real behind the curtain look, it felt like she, like, um, obviously talked about the the toxicity of being a housewife, but it also feels like she will always. I mean, she'll always be self-aggrandizing this much. We know she'll always be like, I, I'm exceptional and I deserve what I get. Like, she'll be like, and that's good. And you should have to be me. But like, she, I do think we'll always say like, thank, like this platform is why I have what I have. But also she'll be like, but I used it right. And I did it right. And and yeah. that is true. You know what I mean? She, she throws out these numbers of like the ratings of her seasons versus others where it's like, Who's your source here? You know, where are you getting? I wish that the AMPTP would be as open about their numbers as Bethany is about hers because she <laughs> is talking about her numbers all the damn time. But wait, and well, I well, I just I I don't want to alienate Cat for too much longer. No, I don't um, mind. I know, I know you're used to it, um, <laughs> but I just I I really did quickly want to ask you like post threesome. Do you oh. consider yourself open now? Is that is that is that an, a me- like uh, a mechanism of being open, or is, do you consider yourself monog still? I think it, it made us more monog because I realized that having sex with someone else with my partner that does make me feel closer to my partner. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I will but say different. Yeah, different. Like everything, everybody is different. Obviously, I will say I don't necessarily think having sex with other people makes me feel closer to my partner, except when sometimes we find out we've had sex with the same person um, <laughs> recently. Um, <laughs> but like, oh my 
good. <laughs> it makes me no. It literally is. You'll, it's like you'll never guess who put a load in me the other day. Um, you'll never. It's the craziest thing. We went to summer camp together. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, that guy, it's the guy that you thought was being rude to the security lady. He turned out to be a really nice guy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sucks. Um, but no, it does make me appreciate my partner a lot more because I'm I'm just having um not necessarily bad sex, but sex with bad people. Um yeah. like who are so dull and like not it. And I'm like, even if I'm having good sex with this person, I could never be in a relationship with this person. And it sort of does bring me back home um in a lot of really specific ways but we also have like i don't know it's 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 what interesting what are your open rules with you well see this is the thing like we used to have we used to like really communicate a lot and be have a lot a lot of rules but then it slowly became this thing of like i would i would hook up with someone and it wasn't breaking the rules necessarily it didn't break any of our written rules but it would still be something that would be hurtful to him and so now our rule is like i know you so well and you know me so well you know what would hurt me and yeah. i know what would hurt you and we just don't do that yeah, um, yeah. and it, that involves a lot of communication because like yeah. the thing is about the rules is like when there's a rule you at least like in my deranged brain like you just find ways to like do shit that is like not technically breaking the rules but like you know it, it is and so like in in it's a lot of like it's a lot of communication it's a lot of figuring shit out it's a lot of like you know sometimes i actually we've only had one fight um over and it was something shitty that i did um at which is um and it's so okay so i i literally went and hooked up with a guy at an after party while my boyfriend was there and he got mad at me not because i did it but because i didn't tell him where i was going and we got in a fight about oh, that aspect and it was just literally about like respect to him being like hey i'm gonna excuse myself to hook up with this guy and um yeah it was it was a it was a wild fight because i was like oh you're not mad that i hooked up with the guy you're mad that i just didn't tell you where i was going um, yeah so like that's sort of the, like the state of, of affairs for us but it um it works okay. and the thing is it's ever evolving too like we reserve the right to like change our minds of at course. any given point in time you know yeah um yeah. do you you're not a jealous person um you know what i thought i would be i thought i'd be much more jealous but i am so convinced that he i'm just like so in love with him and oh. i know that he's so in love with me that like I never, I used to, we used to have a no fly list of mm -hmm. like people that like he couldn't have sex with and people I couldn't have sex with. And it included people, I don't know, that I was like nervous he would fall in love with. Right. And now yeah. I'm like, there's just no way. There's just no yeah. way. Like yeah. there's no one on my list anymore for him. Aww. It was like, it included people that like broke up with him, but like he didn't break up with or maybe like would still right. be hung up on or something like that. And now since meeting those people, I'm like, Oh, I have nothing to worry about. I'm not I do I do not feel threatened by anybody, mostly because like the way we are when we're alone together is so disgusting and like weird <laughs> and like you see like the basest like like not necessarily even worst, but just like weirdest most true version of this person and it's like yeah. you're so you're scary. never going to show that to somebody else, certainly not, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like so I just like I don't feel threatened. I don't feel weird or or scared about it. Yeah. It's just like a I, totally separate thing. I can't tell if I would be able to do open like I but towards the end of my last relationship I was very open to being open and was like yeah, let's be open, but like we never fully really did it and then like um 
but now well, I, 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 if I can though, yeah, you it, can say. I think like the difference in situations is that like that was, if for correct me if I'm wrong, it that yeah. was almost sort of a hail mary like, right. yeah, last ditch effort to save the relationship or at least make yourself more comfortable within the relationship. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, whereas like we we started being open by necessity and then just it never we never found a reason to stop and yeah so it's just i don't know we're both very sexual people and um it works for us i would need to feel really good about my appearance i think for it to work for me Mm. um i think it's definitely in current circumstances i think if that makes any sense at all but then also (laughs) like um and then, like, the showing the basest part of yourself is, I mean, I've done, that was how my older one was. I get fearful that, like, I think when something is new, it's, like, little things, like, I wonder when we will fight, or I wonder when you'll find out mm. this part of me that I think is actually quite disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, that is yeah. so scary when you haven't done it with someone yet, but whatever. That's just the nature of being alive. You know, it's so, so annoying. And what's next for you, Joel? What do you want to be? Well, now that you have, so, now that so many of your dreams have come true, what do you... <clears throat> I yeah I guess I just want to keep going I want to I want to be like I think I said that I I think I literally said this on the last time I was here and it hasn't necessarily happened but I'm getting closer is I want to be like I want to be gay boy like Issa Rae Lena Dunham yes you did say that you you know like I want to be the multi-hyphenate um king of HBO which I um I'm about to do full frontal for the first time is that crazy? Wait, that's amazing. Wait, what do you mean by that? And what? On, uh, we'll have to bleep it. Um, Are you nervous? Do you how do you feel? Frontal? That's so exciting. Um, I'm like, okay, so like famously, my nudes have been online all over the place. They get reposted on these websites. Oh like God. clearly, I haven't seen. It. I thought you were. Cu- I thought here I'm thinking you're cut. Clearly, we're on stream. Maybe we'll stay here. And uh, so like, uh, so like that seal's already been broken. Like a lot of people outside of my control have have seen my penis and so mm-hmm. and i'm like not i'm not like ashamed of my dick by any means um be. very happy with my penis um am i sort of like because the thing is is like when my nudes leaked it was all my hard cock it yeah. was all hard flaccid is hard flaccid's a different story it's art. so Fla- i am sort art. of like well how hard am i allowed to be on camera <laughs> yeah well flaccid is also though like anything can happen you know what i mean yeah 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 so it's kind of no like, one has expectations from flaccid it's like oh that's flaccid yeah, yeah so and no one knows what yeah so that almost is there could be relief in that i hope that's so helpful to hear no <laughs> this, is the, this is the other thing that's got me in my head which is that like in the script it literally says like his big cock flops oh, out oh my and i'm God. like well, well then congrats okay on the cast. here's congrats the thing like hey yeah I, did you have to show to book no i didn't they're 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 truly going off vibes that's because wow. big cock is a state of mind joel yeah no and like i i certainly gave that in the audition um but oh, yeah so i just excited. like it's 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 not gonna it like if that's an, an integral part to the character then like We'll have to use prosthesis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Wow, yeah, but no. That, fake, um, that big dick. What was that show that big fake White dick? Lotus or Love Life? Yeah, Love Life. That or was Sex a, Life. Sex Life. Whatever. Sex Life. Sex yeah. Life. Yeah, that was the um, season two of that. That's very exciting. It. Yeah, I'm really. I'm. I, I'm mostly just pumped about it. I feel. Oh my god, I feel it's good. Be so and, fun. Um, I feel so, like I love that girl. 
Blake, yeah. I know I can't talk about the show, but I love that girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you want to get married now that you're in a different place with relationship? Um, you want a kid? Yeah. So, okay, this is complicated. So I do want to, we do want to get married. Yeah. I think like if we stay together, if we're like solid in a solid place in like a year and some change, I might probably pop the quick question oh wow like, you think you're all pro i would pro. like to be married before i'm 40 i think mostly because wow. i want a fun party i don't even really care about the institution of marriage i just care about throwing a party that of like course. actually seem that like people will actually want to come to and like oh. have yeah. fun at you know like I don't even care about the ceremony necessarily. I just want like a fun ass party. Yeah, this ceremony um, sucks. I'm not having any ceremony if I ever get married. Yeah, it's just like I don't need like what am I reading quotes to you yeah. for? I just like you, you get it. Um, and then children. He really wants kids. Oh, and I, I have sort of famously always been on the fence about it. Sort of always actually, in fact, leaning no. Yeah. But now that I am with him. There is this thing of like, and it's a narcissist, it's a complete narcissism, mm -hmm. but yeah. it is this thing of like, well, we would create something really cool. Yes. yes. And not even like, genetically so speaking, just like, I, we would raise like a bomb ass kid, I yeah. feel. Totally. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And so like, it, it's like this weird, it's, it comes from a place of narcissism, but um, so we are leaning, but it is like scary to read about like how fast the world is going to shit. And like, yeah. what kind of world are we bringing a child into? Like, that's always my concern. Like, well, there was literally a tornado in LA, and it's like, what? When like, was that? Did you know? Did you know this? Like, a, a couple months ago, you have to in most states in America, you have to take a psyche valve before you get your uh, a vasectomy. So literally, there are people out there like, are you sure you don't want to have kids? Like, it's crazy that you don't want to have kids. It's crazy. What? That's crazy. I'm on the. I'm more than ever leaning towards like it's not for me like parenthood not for me but how really you, wow you that's surprising to me i've always been on the fence because though i do enjoy kids i'm i like to do what i want to do and i don't he likes kids and the way you like I, dogs yeah. yeah yeah like i don't i don't and i don't, don't have that thing that's like i need the i i don't really have the kid the thing of like Oh, I would make something cool, like or whatever. I totally get that, but I don't think I have it. And I'm kind of like, I just want my life. I have enough trouble myself. Like, I don't need to like start trying to help someone help someone else. But I <laughs> kind of feel like, yeah. And but also, how would you? And I'm also get caught up in like, I don't know how I would do it. Like, do you want do you, do you have thoughts on how you would do it? Um, I think like we would find random Korean egg donor and his sperm probably oh, because I think he cares way more about um Bio. the genetic component obviously than I do yeah. because of the you know my life. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know sometimes like it's adoption is a really complicated issue in this country. Totally. Transracial adoption, especially. Um, I think that like we should be doing more to keep families to make people's lives such that like they can they we don't have to split up families it's i don't mm -hmm. want to get into a whole thing yeah. on this pod but like i it's not that i don't believe in adoption i obviously do um because of the reality of the world that we currently live in but i just think in an ideal situation like we yeah need to do that i mm -hmm. i guess um and that's sort of i don't know it's it's weird i it's not it's not something that we've deeply talked about honestly and we might and yeah i'm uh, like he might change his mind, I might change my mind. 
I don't think it's a an, a deal breaker either way. Ultimately, at least I, I think I don't. Yeah, know. totally. No, it's like yeah, it's confusing. It feels like everything is hard to decide. Um, <laughs> everything is hard to decide. <laughs> um whenever i'm around babies i'm like this is boring as fuck oh see i don't think this is babies are everything i i can't deal with like i i can deal with babies and like little teenagers yeah same the Um, the, the eight to 12 range is i think hard yeah 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 and even like even my niece who's like five is annoying as shit like she's like (laughs) shy she doesn't want to talk to me because and my sister like claims it's because she's flirting with me she's like boy crazy five and so like she's like oh she's just flirting with you and i'm like that's not comforting to hear yeah Uh, that doesn't help (laughs) oh cool then i'll just go check myself into jail yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like in this climate you can't say shit like that to a gay person (laughs) Um, oh my god that's what crazy do you i feel like we should wrap oh right do, do, you, you, do you guys feel hot today um i felt really not hot yesterday last night i think like something about the hoodie and the hat is making me feel like kind of yeah. hot i need to shave joel what um, about you yeah i do i kind of uh, my skin is i was having a moment with it uh the last couple of weeks and it's sort of finally cleared up so i'm happy about that and i I'm starting because I have to be nude on cam. I really oh God, dialed God. in my diet a little bit this week. And like, I, and whenever I do that, it feels good. It's so hard to take care of yourself when you're in a relationship because it's mm-hmm. so easy to just 1, be gross with another yeah. person. It's yeah. to be gross with another person. It's really heavy. It's just yeah. so nice. Like, um, life is literally all life is about is like ordering takeout watching teeth exactly it's so that's the thing like we're monogamous um in terms of our media diets like mm-hmm. i yeah, would feel yeah. very betrayed if you watched something that we watched together with someone else totally. but you gotta like, check in you always gotta yeah check in. like fully take as many loads as you want but do not watch yellow jackets <laughs> with someone else you know Ooh, I need uh, to get into that, the new season you do, um, you actually know don't you it's see- actually kind really? of bad now someone yeah. else the, end of the first I, season was bad so i'm not shocked well you told me that so i did check in with someone else she was like because you said it was like kind of cw i think yeah. or wb and yeah. like for me that to me the first season like i watched the first episode of yellow jackets i had been looking forward to it for a year was coming and expecting true prestige and i was like oh i don't like this show and then reframed it in my mind as more of like networky or like wbe and then really enjoyed it and had fun so i've kind of i feel like i've been in that headspace with it for a little while and then uh ariel my friend ariel carlin who's so funny um, I asked her because she, me and her really kind of discussed Yellow Jackets because she writes on Hacks and it was like airing when the room was going on. And I was like, what are you thinking? And she's also someone who like, it's also up to date on Grey's. Like she's not someone who's like, she'll enjoy a show. The taste, the taste level the ta- is varied. Yeah. We have, we have a similar high-low. We have a similar high-low palette. And so she's enjoying it. So that gave me hope. But I'm watching the whole first season again because I don't remember anything. And I'm almost done with the first season again. The end of it is so bonkers. Yeah. Anyways, I don't feel hot today. Miss Cookie kept me up all night. Shout out to Miss Cookie. I'm in a really interesting place with my body and face in which I hate it, but that will change in probably three hours. Who fucking knows? And um, it's the summer of writing. Um, so that, that'll make me feel hot. Once I start my writing. crush of the week is elizabeth olsen in love and dead mm. i think she is so good in it she's so likable in it and like she gives such an amazing performance and it's like 
makes the show so fun. Okay, um, you go, you go, Kat. I have to think about crush this. Crush of the week. I know this is tough. Um, my crush of the week is. Um, kind of in a depressive headspace, I'm realizing. My crush of the week is <laughs> the only way out is through. Is that it? my crush is the idea that the only way out is through? <laughs> wow. So existential. Um, I'm like reaching for my phone. I guess like because I'm about to see him and he is sort of forever my crush is my trainer, Tyler. Um, oh my God, hot. Sweet straight man Um, who, you know, used to work at, I met him at Pharos. He's a former Pharos wow. instructor. Is he married? Oh my God, Tyler. Um, He is married. Kids? He is married to a woman, Um, but loves, like every time I meet someone from Pharos and like, um, they're like, oh, are you still training with Tyler? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, I jerk off to him. And then I mm. immediately run to Tyler and say like, so-and-so jerks off to you. And he loves to hear that. So Who wouldn't love that? Yeah. I'll have to ask my friend if he knows him because he's been going to Ferris for a few years. Um, probably does. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask him. Uh, um, I'll, okay. I'll ask him jerks. Are you guys mad at me because Miss Cookie was being naughty and I'm in a depressive headspace? No, 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 I'm not mad at you. Um, Yo, I feel I feel really happy to see you. If that makes any sense at all. It does make sense. I'm really happy for what the project you have coming up that you just told us about in secret. And I hope to see you in person after that so we can dish. Yeah, absolutely. When are you coming to L.A.? I just left. So probably not for a while. I was there for like one day and then we went to um, San Francisco to see Brian's niece. Hence my. She's so cute, but I was like, damn, this is intense. San Francisco, um, one of the most um, beautiful American cities, but also sort of bad in many ways. Well, yeah, like the park near their house is like stunning, gorgeous. We're literally hiking, but the vibe is so bad. Like the vibe yeah. out, like, we went out to dinner one night. I was like, everyone here is a loser. <laughs> yeah. And I say that with love towards my community. Everyone's going to be mad. I love you. Um, Whatever. Are you, are you guys mad at me? Not at all. But are no. you? I felt I bad. I, I kind of snapped you on the phone yesterday, but I was like doing a million things at once. I wasn't really thinking. But I, yeah, I no, are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at all. Cool. I just feel like what's wrong? I'm a. I just something wrong with my brain lately. I just keep messing up things up. I feel like so. I feel like stressed or something, or like what's wrong with me or something. Well, I think but... you have a lot on your plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have and a lot on your plate. We all know about plate size in this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I could never but... go for a roll where it says his huge plate flops out. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I just, I have to say though, like, like, <laughs> I, yes, maybe like you, you, there was like time mix ups with this recording today, Pat. But like, let's go back and like turn the pages back in our uh-huh. diaries to like five years ago when like every week on this <laughs> podcast it was what did Pat forget in a cab? Uh, you I know? know, and like that's not your life anymore. You're a oh, singer who what? remembers his wallet. You know, <laughs> and like I think that needs to be celebrated. Because <laughs> we always wanted to be when we started the pod. Thank you. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Jerl. Um, we love you so me. much. Have a beautiful yes, day. You. Send Tyler our love. I'm going to jerk off to the idea of him tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Seek treatment. If you-
you're boring as fuck, 